What's up, world? And welcome to another episode of the Couple of Nerds podcast, an entertainment show that specializes in nerdy news, friendly arguments, and the ever-popular, ever-evolving random topic of the week. This week, we're talking about Epic Games and Fortnite going to war with Apple and Google, and if we have time, Apex Legends Season 6 information, Xbox Series S seemingly confirmed, and more. But before we get to all that, I'm your host, Brandon Shockey, and I'm joined through the power of the internet by the headshotting, platinum trophy hunting, original PC master race, Nick Shockey. Hello, everyone. And Kyle is for the third time, for third and final time, moving into his new place. Possibly. Possibly, Possibly last time. <laughs> Possibly <laughs> second to last time. Right. <laughs> What's up, man? Oh, not much. <laughs> yeah. No, he was uh, hitting me up, and he, I think they started painting Friday. And we're since we're recording this on Sunday, I think he is still painting. Um, but he was supposed to move, and I thought it was hilarious because Heather and I were talking, and we're like, man, he's got like a lot of square footage to cover. And uh, we were like, he's definitely underestimating the amount of painting he's got to do. <laughs> but he's like painting every room right I now. I think so. I think I think so. He wanted to do it in the course of Friday and Saturday and then move today. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he vastly. <laughs> it takes like, it, it took me, it took us like a couple days to paint like two and a half rooms in our apartment and we only did like highlight walls and stuff like it it takes a I mean, while yeah well when we moved into our house in urbana like we had 800 square feet and it took us a whole week to do yeah. i mean we had like other projects that we were doing because we were like tearing down the one uh mirror wall and then like ripping up some linoleum and stuff but like i was like oh dude it's gonna be so so bad and then his internet doesn't get in until thursday oh so <laughs> So it's gonna be a rough week for Kyle. So yeah, uh, that's rough. Thoughts and prayers with Kyle this week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into the show proper, it's time for the random topic of the week. Nick, it's your turn. All right. What movie snack would you choose above all others? Like in this scenario, it's one of those like whatever you don't pick goes away. Ooh. So you can only have one movie snack. Be it movie theater at your home, whatever. I mean, I got to go with the classic popcorn because, like, the candy I can smuggle in, you know? That's true. <laughs> well, so, I can't really, I so can't I'm smuggle saying, in. I'm like, a... candy will go away. Okay. Okay. Like, you could literally, I don't know how this would ever happen. You, can, <laughs> you cannot have candy when can you I, watch can I choose TV like or shows. Popcorn and a drink? Or is it, like, drinks drink are, or drinks popcorn? Are, yeah, drinks are good. Okay. They'll okay. always well, then, be around. I think I got to go popcorn because that's always like the classic. Even when we watch movies at home, that's what we make just to feel like we're watching a movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It'd be popcorn for me. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite at home popcorn? Uh, probably uh, Jolly Time Blast of Butter. Jolly Time. OK. If you've never had it, try it. Yeah, I've it's never had it. Really good. Jolly Time's like. I think the original. Oh, like okay. Jolly Time's the one that make that that popcorn that we made on the fire sometimes. Jiffy Pop. Okay, yeah, they've been around for like a hundred something years. Hundred years of popping fun is their website. Yeah, damn. But anyway, blast of butter, man. It's it's way better than anything else. Second, like my next down would probably be Orville Redenbacher's like extreme butter. That see, I'm I'm at the over Redenbacher like the classic, the movie theater stuff that they do. See, I don't like I don't like the shitty movie theater that you get at like home popcorn. 
Yeah. Like I want the flavor all is what it's called. Coconut oil. Like hit you in the taste buds, <laughs> which you can buy it on Amazon. It's called flavor all. Okay. Uh, it's like eight bucks. It's the, it's the salt that they use for um, ah. popcorn at the movie theaters. So you put a little bit of coconut oil and then you start popping it, and then you put this flavor all on. And it'll oh. taste just like movie theater popcorn that you get at the movie theater. That's how you fucking do it. Yeah. Now but I don't have a popcorn you... machine, so. <laughs> <laughs> Heather's parents had a popcorn machine, and they would all, like, like Heather's family is mega popcorn eaters. And the, every time I would go over, they would be eating, like, that's like their favorite snack, like family-wide. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they would have uh, their popcorn machine running every time I would come over. <laughs> And they would just buy the whole like bottle of just the kernels and dump it in with the oil. And oh yeah, it was uh, it smelled delicious every time. Yeah, I don't like the movie theater at home because I think it tastes weird and it leaves that like, like a film in your mouth. Yeah, like after you're done eating it, your like mouth is coated with that fake <laughs> like movie oil. theater butter oil. Yeah, and I was like, I I get it that you can't make it taste like the flavor all because like. If you look at the nutrition facts for flavor all, because I was going to buy it on Amazon, it's like 2,000% of your salt in like two, <laughs> in two tablespoons. Oh, my God. Uh, so That's I like, crazy. Oh, probably shouldn't buy this. So <laughs> we, uh, so I, I, I'm always the weird one. So Heather, like we, we usually eat the movie theater butter, but I am a kettle corn fan. So oh, I dude, have like kettle corns delish. Oh, fucking delicious. Best things are Amazon's fair. Dude, right? The fucking huge bags of kettle uh-huh. corn, fresh oh cooked. And some of them, some of them are kind of a little burnt. But they like, <laughs> you know, they they do it in the kettle, like the real oh, kettle, dude. Because I'm sure that big company kettle corn, they're not actually making it in a kettle, you know? Right? <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. Like Ren Fair, you got that old lady dressed <laughs> as a witch, oh. churning that. Oh, it's so good, man. And it's but not I'm even gonna... bad. It's like eight bucks, and you get like that no, thirty gallon giant, bag. yeah. <laughs> Well, the, the best thing are. is that you just, I'm, I, like, I'm the only one in our household that likes kettle corn because Heather uh, does not like it at all. So, and so I'll still yours? buy. Yeah, I'll still buy the whole oh, large yes. bag and eat it. I've That's yet to finish it on my own before it goes bad, but like. <laughs> That's a lot of kettle corn to eat by yourself. A lot of kettle corn. That's. That's but I, massive. My favorite thing is to set it on the ground. And since it's so tall, it's, <laughs> it's still within arm reaching. So I'm just like sitting there with this fucking giant tube of kettle corn. It's amazing. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And no, we recently rediscovered over Redenbacher because we were getting the, the Kroger stuff for a while. And then I was like, oh, you know yeah. what? I was like, I want like quality popcorn. I and then say, we got horrible. Oh, and it's so worth it. Because like Orville Redenbacher's already skimping. Kroger's right. like nothing. Yeah. And yeah, we're <laughs> Redenbacher. They, they come hard. They really do, though. You should really try, though. Jolly Time Blasted Butter. I'll have to try it. And they make a really good kettle corn, too. Do they? Yes, they do. Uh, I want to miss the Renaissance Festival this year. Like that's, I think that 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 and our our trip to England not happening are probably the two bl- biggest blows for me. Yeah, like true. We that. we we would go to the Ren Fest like three or four times a year. And like <laughs> that's gonna be real sad. And now we live down that way too. So like you know. Oh, that's true. It's not too far from you guys. Yeah, it used to be like an hour and a half drive. Now it's like it'll make it even better when it comes back. There you go. That's why like you that. gotta, yeah, you gotta be positive about it. <laughs> you gotta eat three turkey legs when it opens up. Oh, dude! Every <laughs> single time, turkey leg and a Guinness, and then just watch. You know what the most impressive part of the Ren Fair is nothing other than that fucking ripped 
guy that's half naked that does the swing thing. I was about to say swinging the little boat swing. all day. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, you are a monster. Dude, he is ripped, too. Yeah, he's jacked. Yeah, the motherfucker. Him and then the other guy. Oh, shit. It's the tomato thrower, dude. He yeah. always like when he walks out from behind the tomato throwing, he's like jacked as shit. And you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, this guy's been I've been throwing tomatoes at this dude thinking he was just a funny dude. Now I'm terrified. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've only ever hit like one time with that tomato, too. I don't know if you've ever done it, but it's a lot. Of I've fun. never actually tried it. <laughs> we so the last two times we went to the Red Fest, it was like super raining the entire day. Uh-huh. And uh, we, we did the tomatoes and they were like gross as shit, <laughs> like mushy and gross more so than usual. And uh, yeah, I hit him in the head once during one of those. And I felt very <laughs> proud of myself. But he also dodged and I was like, yeah, motherfucker, he can't move. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Like this wasn't clearly outlined in the rules. Right. And then he called me the he's like, you look like a cousin to Ryan Reynolds. And I was like, I feel like that's an, uh, in a uh, compliment. Like that was yeah. the nicest thing I've heard from this guy. I would take it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for our first real topic, we have Apple and Google being sued by Epic. I'm assuming you've heard about this because it's been everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't? <laughs> so, yeah. Epic, what, introduced V-Bucks into their, like, app system for iOS and then apparently knew about it because they had a pre, a pre-worked a on, uh, what is it, lawsuit, I guess, mm-hmm. which then they put out. And then they had their Fort 1984 video that they put out, and it's all just crazy. So, yeah, that, for the viewers, that's pretty much all that's happened so far is we, uh, Epic has come out. They they started allowing you to buy V-Bucks, which are like the in-game currency in Fortnite through the app. iOS was like, hell no, nah, get the fuck off our store. And then Epic had a prepared lawsuit, filed that lawsuit and a prepared video. And now when you log into Fortnite, the very first video you see is this 1984, which is like a satirical Apple 1984 commercial. Yeah, um, they were fighting PC. Yeah, like with, that was like with the Mac launch, too, right? Uh, it was Macintosh. Yeah, OK. So, yeah, so that commercial is now being played in Fortnite. So if you go into like the party zone or whatever where you watch movies, it's on all the time there. And then it has like a call to action for like everybody watching and playing the like free Fortnite. So then there's like hashtag free Fortnite trending. Um, and then Google got the ire of Epic as well because they I think they did the pretty much the same thing. Mm hmm. Uh, so now there's a lawsuit being filed against Google, but it seems to be like Apple is like the target of everything. So, Nick, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the whole thing. It's one of those where I can see both sides. Like, my thing is, is that I can see Apple's point of view because they're like, look, you've used our platform to get really big, blah, blah, blah. And you have millions of users that you wouldn't normally have because yeah. of us. And we've been okay for years. So why would you go behind our back and do this? And then I also see it on Epic's. Like, why does Epic have to, why does Apple get 30% of an in-game currency that you own, you sell, your servers are doing it? Like, Apple's doing nothing. Right. So it's it's one of those where it's hard because I I see neither side is right, I think. Yeah. And I think it's kind of shitty that it's really really seems like epic has had this plan for a while 
Right. Like there's no way that they could have the lawsuit ready. There was, they even decreased that. This is my thing too. And a lot of news stories leave out. It wasn't just that Epic was cutting out Apple. It was, they were making it cheaper too to buy V bucks through them. Yeah. Through Apple. So yeah, it's just, and then they're like, there's no way they had that 1984 video, like not ready. Like they, they were ready and it, it's kind of crappy that you bring all your players into it. Well, see, and that's the thing that I have, like, cause I'm very much in the same boat of like, I see both sides, like, cause there's the whole argument of like, Epic is doing this to help everybody, like all game creators. Right. And then Apple is doing it to protect their store policy. And like, that's cause that's what they, I mean, Apple has been very vocal about their store. Yep. Um, since day one. So like Epic definitely knew. Yeah. Like you're saying knew about this, this was going to happen. The lawsuit was prepared ahead of time. That Fortnite 1984 trailer was prepared ahead of time. Like, yeah. they were very ready for the response to this, and it seems to me that like, like I'm I'm honestly more on Apple and Google's side than I am Fortnite, just because it seems like I don't know, kind of shitty that like Fortnite is a game in my head really meant for like kids. Like, I've, I've granted a ton of adults play it, but like. I feel like there's so many kids that are jumping into Fortnite right now and seeing this Fortnite 1984 trailer and then being like, like Epic is like utilizing them as like against going against Apple and Google. And it just feels weird. Yeah. Um, but then on top of it, knowing ahead of time, like it would be like, I don't know, my, a business partner just straight up being like having this whole thing prepared and against that person. And then knowing it's going to cause shit and then doing it like, I don't know, it just seems shitty on Epic store or on Epic side, I understand what they're trying to do, but like, I don't know. I, I think I lean a little bit more towards Apple and Google and just like, this is kind of a shitty thing and the guise of something that's good. Yeah. I think I'm pretty, pretty in the middle. Cause like the reason that Epic says that they're doing it's cause they're the only ones that can, like they're the only ones. And that's that a good point. Our billion, like they have the they have the weight behind them. They're the, like the this. only ones that actually can do something. Yeah, and their thing is is we we're fighting against Steam for the exact same reason. Uh. The Steam cut from developers is thirty percent. So Epic's just fighting all these battles to bring because it like Epic's worth like eighty four billion. So yeah. <laughs> and they'll <laughs> even say number. it's not it's not about the money. Yeah, it's it's so that. Your little $1 app doesn't have to give 30 cents for every dollar on Apple because that shouldn't, that's not okay. It's right. like, what's Apple doing? Yeah, so, to, to but, earn 30% of the cut. Right. But at the same time, like you're saying, it's it's crappy that gamers are getting stuck in the middle because like, you can play Fortnite for right now, but <laughs> the new well, season yeah. drops in like two days and then you won't be able to play it. And that was the thing is I started seeing articles pop up and they were like, you can still play Fortnite on iOS and on uh, Android. The only difference is, yeah, the updates and stuff are not coming to people that have already downloaded it. And then new players can't download it now either. Um, yeah, and so, it's completely gone. Like when you sent <laughs> me that like, link, I was like, huh. And then and it's it's interesting because like I was reading that like Tinder actually mm-hmm. bypassed Google like a year ago. So there's other companies fighting this 30%. Of this is just the one that got the attention. Yeah, but this is like, yeah, the monster. Okay. And it does show how like how prominent gaming is. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because I'm all for like the the fighting the thirty percent app store thing. Yeah. Um. And like I I do I like the optimist in Brandon definitely wants to I want to hope that they are doing this to really fight for good. Um. But like I, I mean either way it if they do have like things happen because of this I feel like it's going to be good for all developers. Um. And then. But it's also going to be interesting to see, like, is Epic actually doing this to help everybody or just to make more money? Or is this just kind of like a Probably win-win both. for them? Like, we, we get to make more money and we get the good PR of fighting the fight kind of thing. They probably, I mean, it was probably calculated risk. They yeah. probably were like, you know, there's a 40% chance that Apple doesn't say anything. Right. And we just, you know, they even, they launched it as a, like... They, they decreased all V-Bucks, like, forever. And, like, they were giving away free DLC. So I think that they had both prongs ready. They yeah. were ready to, like, okay, everybody gets cheaper V-Bucks forever. Yay. And then at the same time, they're like, look, we have this lawsuit ready. Yeah, this so. is, it's all just crazy. And it happened, like, so fast, too. Like, yeah. I... I think like in a day or two, like I was watching kind of funny and they were like, uh, there was a CNBC article they were reading on the second day of shows. And he's like, this is insane that in 24 hours, I'm now reading a thing from like, quote unquote, mainstream media. And it's like, this is insane. And then uh, Tim Sweeney, the head of Epic, he had a Twitter thing. So he says, here, Apple speaks of a level playing field. But to me, this means all iOS developers are free to process payments directly. All users are free to install software from any source. In this endeavor, Epic won't seek nor accept a special deal just for ourselves. Today, Apple and Epic said is t- today Apple said Epic is seeking a special deal, but that's not true. We're fighting for open platforms and policy changes, equally benefiting all developers, and it's going to be a hell of a fight. So that definitely makes me think that like they are trying to do it for the greater good and not just for themselves. Yeah, because if they would have accepted that special deal, then it definitely would have would have been shitty. Of like, all right, cool, we got our shit. <laughs> Peace yeah. out, y'all. Good luck. I don't think we'll see an end to the battle for a while. It's going to be that thing that we see like a article pop up like a year later. Yep. And like, oh, shit, that was still going on. All right. Remember when you could play Fortnite on mobile? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and mean, then apparently the thing Android... Apple has to really worry about is if other big companies follow suit like VA. That's true. Yeah. Goes, well, we're doing with Apple. We don't want the 30 percent. And then EA yeah. pulls down like Star Wars galaxy of heroes and all the mobile games or if like um clash of clans guys go you know we don't Dude, want that'd be crazy like that's where apple has to be careful because like now like epic says a lot of those companies don't have the resources to do that they can't right they can't risk not being able to sell like and fortnite's in a predict prediction where they're still coming in with money from xbox playstation right switch pc iOS probably isn't a huge market. Yeah, like I iOS and Google Store are probably a decent market, but like you're losing 30% of your players versus like if Clash of Clans went offline tomorrow, right. that's 100% <laughs> of your company. So. Right, and that's a good point to make too. Like it's definitely on top of being calculated, it's extra calculated with just like which which platform they targeted. Yeah. And Epic, I, I mean, Epic has Epic Store. They have right. Unreal Engine. Like, they're a very large company with multiple assets that they can stick out a long war. And the same can be said with Apple. Like, yeah. Apple doesn't need their Fortnite money. 
I mean, yeah. And that's the thing, too, right? Like, on the iOS store, they're just one of a million games. Yep. And what, Candy Crush, I think, is like the third highest on, like, the charts every month of just, like, how much money has been spent or earned. Uh, and it's like, because, like, uh, there's so many older people playing Candy Crush and stuff. So top paid games, Minecraft, Heads Up, and Monopoly are the top three. And top free are Scribble Rider, I Can Paint, and Brainwash. Uh, okay. Followed by Build Roads, Subway Surfers, Cube Surfer, Madden NFL 20, Log Thrower, Color Roll, and Call of Duty Mobile. For top paid, Minecraft, Heads Up, Monopoly, Geometry Dash, Bloons, TD6, Plague Inc., True Skate, Five Night at Freddy's, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and NBA 2K20. Oh, are you going on the like the App Store stuff? Yeah. Okay. I, so I was thinking more of like the gross like money stuff. Because um, uh, Clash of Clans is number one at $1.1 million of daily revenue. Oh, yeah. And then Candy Crush is 800, 880000 and then third place is Game of War, Fire and Age at $570,000 oh, a day. Like, that's insane, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. This is always fun when I, I like I see the amount of money on iOS and I like mobile platforms. And it always makes me remember uh, Diablo doing Diablo Immortal or whatever. <laughs> you all have a phone, right? Yeah, we do, actually. <laughs> That's the thing is like Blizzard was not incorrect in saying that. Oh, no, 100 percent. Like we all literally have phones. It's the largest market. And I think mobile games make like 40 percent of all of video game revenue. Man, that is crazy. Yeah. So this is a CNBC article on this whole Epic thing. Uh, on Thursday, Epic Games, a video game giant behind Fortnite, uh, but uh, challenge Apple by adding a new payment option to the game that circumvents Apple's 30 percent cut of sales it takes from the developers. But there's a twist. Apparently, Epic knew it was getting kicked off the store for blatantly violating Apple's rules. Hours after it made the change to the app, Apple pulled Fortnite. And shortly after that, Epic prepared to file a prepared lawsuit. Uh, and then they talk about all the other stuff. Um, over the last year or so, we've seen a growing list of companies speak openly and aggressively about their disagreement with the cuts Apple takes from the App Store. Some of them even used Epic's stunt as another chance to poke Apple. Spotify, which filed an antitrust complaint against Apple in the European Union last year, put out a statement of support for Epic just hours after Fortnite was booted. Match Group, which runs Tinder and Hinge, like you were talking about, also backed their move. And add those to a growing list of name brand companies who have recently spoken out against Apple's 30% cut. Microsoft and Google, which have new video game streaming services, aren't allowed to put the apps on the Apple Store as well, which I actually wanted to talk about, like xCloud and stuff not coming to Apple. Um, and that all happened last week. And then Tile, the company that marks, makes location tags, and uh, Sonos, the connected speaker market that competes with Apple in both hardware and music software, have both been critical of Apple and even testified in front of Congress about the company's control over mobile, mobile apps. That's the, and you make a good point with like the, they have to watch out and pull, like toe that line of like, all right, <clears throat> if y'all don't want 30%, what, what value can we hit where Apple is not going to lose a ton of money? Because they're going to lose a ton of money. Yeah, I guess that's the whole argument is they they're losing money that they should have never made. Right. Yeah. Like Apple's doing very little. Yeah. So because especially like an argument could be made for like 30 percent back in the day, especially. But now where I mean, everybody has a phone like. Well, and the the whole anti 
trust thing is is that Epic is arguing that Google and Apple are the only mobile stores Man. available. Yeah. So you have, as a developer, you have no choice. You're in a monopoly of having to accept Apple's thirty percent to get your game out there. Because what else are you mm. going to put it on? There, there's literally Android and iOS. There, there right. are no other <laughs> systems. Yeah. So there's not competition. So it's interesting too, because like apparently on Google, you can still do, you can still update thanks to Android's open system. Uh, you can still play software. You can still play Fortnite and download updates via Epic Games. But wow. uh, it, it's interesting because they've all, they've been removed from the Google Play Store. So like you have to do like a workaround to be able to play Fortnite. Um, so I wonder how hard Google is going to be affected uh, next to Apple. Yeah, Google might just be doing it to save, like uh, not save face, but like protect their thirty percent too. Like, yeah, they might not even really care. They might just be like, <laughs> okay, we have to, we have to do it too. Although Google's got Stadia money, so they don't need anything, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <Pretty smart. laughs> Uh, so yeah, so with this, I also wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, I don't have like any articles or anything up about it, but did you hear about the xCloud stuff that was happening on iOS last week? Uh, not really. I I just kind of assumed that xCloud would never come to iOS. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Microsoft was apparently, from what I remember, uh, they were saying that xCloud was going to be launching like and beta on, on mobile devices and all this stuff. Um, and the date came and then they made a, a statement saying that it's not going to be available on iOS. And so like, there was a ton of people that were like, yo, that's like 50% of the market. What the hell? Yeah. And then some people were like, oh, this makes sense. I, uh, Apple store has been pretty locked down since day one. Nobody expected this. And then uh, the w- w- I started hearing more and more argument of people being like, well, the thing that pisses me off is that I'm an Apple user and Microsoft knew that Apple wasn't going to play nice with their xCloud stuff and now they waited until the day of to say make like an official announcement that they're not going to be on ios yeah and so people were starting to get more angry at microsoft because they're like you could have properly told us months ago that this was not going to be on ios so that i didn't get my hopes up and excited for it um i wonder why it won't be the only thing i could think of is that because you have microtransactions and games that will be on xcloud i think i think their argument was that uh, to do it, Apple would have to certify every single game that comes to xCloud. Uh, and so they didn't want to have to worry about that. Yeah. And I was like, man, that would suck. Because, like, you know, I'm not an X- Xbox user anymore, so I'm not a huge... I'm, I, I If I were on iOS, I wouldn't be affected by this at all. Um, but, like, they're from just hearing people on Twitter and uh, on Reddit yell and stuff, they were there was a good chunk of people that were like, this fucking sucks. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm on iOS, the largest mobile platform. And now I can't play X cloud, which is, I was really excited for. Right. And then there's the Android users that are being snobs and are like, no, you should have come over to Android. Dude. Like this is what you did. <laughs> so yeah, it's a whole fucking thing. But I, I thought it was interesting that Apple has taken kind of like two hits in the face in the last like two weeks. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not too impacted by it. So <laughs> I don't have like a real like leaning towards one way or another, but sure. Cause I, I mean, my argument would be that there's 900 other ways to play X cloud. So, you know, 
Yeah. Well, and I think you can still use it if you use like the Safari browser. It's just not the official xCloud app. Uh, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I just always like, I'm never surprised when a Microsoft product doesn't come out on Apple. I mean, they're, they, yeah. they are bitter enemies. So I mean, that's and that's something that I feel like it's <laughs> lost a lot, too. Like, it's literally Apple and Microsoft are the two huge mega monolithic fucking computer create like manufacturers yeah and who knows i mean maybe maybe apple has something coming down the road that they don't want to compete with xcloud with so uh, dude wouldn't that be crazy i mean i don't know what games you would have on it but <laughs> <laughs> these are mac exclusive <laughs> streaming services yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. All right. Uh, so next off, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, so apex legends. I I know you're not a, a player and stuff, but we got information on season six and I wanted to talk a little bit about it and then send off, uh, Mirage Voyage and train. Cause that got me right in the heart. <laughs> so season six starts on Tuesday, the 18th. Um, and brings a new character called rampart and she has this like giant gun turret thing. And it looks really cool. She can like deploy cover on top of like half walls, it seems like. So Mm. that looks even dope as shit. And then one of the maps called World's Edge, which is like kind of like the main map, um, is getting a bunch of changes added to it. Uh, Two of them I'm very sad for because there's a train that runs through the map and you can land on it. And it's just like terrible, crazy, hectic fight. But you get like a crazy amount of good loot there. Um, So usually always been around. Yeah, that oh, train that's been around since like day one. Yeah. Uh, and so that that train's going away. Uh, they are blowing it up and then like it'll be like torn up inside like on the train tracks. So you can oh, still okay. run and get loot, but uh, it's not going to be like moving and stuff. And then Mirage Voyage, the thing that got announced at like E3 two years ago, or it was the Game Awards, actually. I think it was last year. I can't even fucking remember. Um, yeah, it was just like. So I play a character called Mirage and he's like a he has this hologram special where he literally sends off like copies of himself to dupe people. Uh-huh. And on the Mirage Voyage, it's like the ship that he has. And it's just like a Christmas celebration thing. Oh, yeah. And he has like a jacuzzi and a barbecue. And it's just copies of himself cooking and like chilling. And yeah, hanging. we landed on it a couple times. Yeah. And it's that Mirage Voyage is probably my favorite landing spot because it's it's just as hectic as train, but it's not like as linear. So you can jump around all over the place. And like I we end up walking away with really good loot if you survive. Mm hmm. Um, so apparently Mirage Voyage is going away and it makes me really sad. Yeah. (laughs) Well, cause I, so I just did, I, I posted a video, uh, on the channel a couple days ago and I, I had a trick where there's that jacuzzi spot is in this like middle room with a disco ball and there are copies of Mirage in there. And (laughs) I only had like 30, 30 shots of my gun. And I was up against this, like two other people in this, this lobby. And, uh, I jumped in to the jacuzzi. I don't know why that's my first thought to do. But I, I jumped into the jacuzzi and then hid next to the mirages. And then <laughs> when he went to go heal his buddy, I jumped out of the jacuzzi and shot him with my 30 bullets. And like we ended up winning the match. And I was like, oh, my fucking God, this is insane. <laughs> but, so I'm real sad that Mirage Voyage is going away. But that's for us. I'm uh, also excited like to see the new character and her new gun. And we get a new crafting system on top of it. Like it's going to be real cool. Yeah, it seems pretty like a big update. It's going to be real fucking cool. And that all happens in like two days, which is insane. And it's just all been done with like work from home stuff. So like shout out to Respawn and all them. Yeah, they're 
full force ahead still. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, then we also got Microsoft Xbox Series S seemingly confirmed via controller packaging. I don't know if you saw this or not. Uh, yes, I don't think it's what everybody thinks it is. I think it okay. literally means Xbox uh, like S, like the one that's already out. Oh, OK. Like, I think it's that's branding to say it works on Series X and the old Xbox S because they don't okay. make the Xbox One X anymore. So there's only right. the original. Well, not the original Xbox anymore. The the S version and then the X. So that's my th- I think everybody th- still thinks this thing's fake. I <laughs> or st- this thing's still real. Like I'm yeah. starting to waver. I I don't understand like, I just don't understand how Microsoft could produce in COVID two different consoles at two different price points. And I don't like I think this this S one will come out like in a year. Ooh, OK. Like, I don't th- it just seems weird. Like we we're now three and a half months away from launch without a confirmation and of you, it. Yeah. And I think it would just muddy the waters. So yeah. I, I think that it's branding for this holiday to, to tell parents you have your Xbox S or your Xbox X. <laughs> yeah. Because no one's yeah. actually going to say Xbox Series X. They're just going right. to go, can I get the X? So, so I want the new X or the new Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my thought on it. Yeah. So I would I, also I was... not be surprised if it's real. I, yeah. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. It just, it would just, it seems weird now. And I feel like we would have yeah. already heard about it. But so I, I was very much in the same boat when I first saw the article because I was like, there's, there's no way that like this, this close to launch that they're going to have a Series S at this point. Like, that's just too much information to tell everybody, catch everybody up to speed, market it, advertise it, like, get it ready for launch. Yeah. Um, But then, like, the only thing that throws me off is the pictures of the person. Like, if you flip through, I think it's on the second picture, There's, it's in their pamphlet, and it says Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S. And I, I, I that's the only part that I'm like, well, that doesn't fucking make sense. So <laughs> my, my most up-to-date thought is that it was originally scheduled to be launched this year. And then I don't know if they're going to push back or if it just been outright canceled or what their plan is. Um, but I think this is old packaging. I think it was like beta packaging or something. Mm-hmm. And then it found its way onto the internet. Cause that one Microsoft rep dude had a party at his house and like there was the kid taking pictures and like like sending it off into the internet. Oh, I see what you mean. Like Xbox and, One is its own yeah. bullet point. That does and change so, how I think about it. And and that's exactly where I went to. And I was like, well, fuck. Like the okay, so now it's it's it is it, it's Xbox Series X and S. And then there's the Xbox One, Windows, Android, iOS. But like, is this up to date marketing? Because I mean, it looks like a pretty put together pamphlet. But like. That's the know. hard thing is like, I mean, this could be photoshopped. That too, could be, 100%. Like. Because <laughs> that wouldn't be hard to photoshop because it's just a plain white background and then you, yeah, you match the font and you fucking got it. Well, because this guy's like, and here's a video to show it's real. Well, and, but then, and then he also says that it's found on OfferUp for $35. Like, that seems fake as shit. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like... To me, I don't understand how his video shows it's real. It's it's yeah. it looks like an Xbox, an Xbox controller that someone could have jerry rigged a USB C on top of. Yeah, it. right, one hundred percent. And put uh, the Elite controller knob on it. Like that's <laughs> not hard to do. You could do right. that in 
20 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, it's weird if, if it really is real and it's come out this year, I think it's dumb that Microsoft hasn't talked about it yet. Like, and I, I agree a hundred percent. We, we both, we know all everything about both consoles now. Yeah. Except for price. We still don't fucking have price. Yeah. Price. <laughs> Although rumor is, is that that's happening very soon for Microsoft oh, yeah? for PS5. That would be nice. Yeah. I think the rumors this week. I'm very excited to see it's that. It's going to be the next, um, the next event that they have, but you know, we've heard that 900 times. So yeah. Who knows? So officially on podcast, what do you think the price is going to be? Oh, I think it'll be four ninety nine, four ninety nine, three ninety nine, three ninety nine. Yeah, PS five will be three ninety nine. I think the Series X will be five hundred. Oof, she. It, it, it might she. be five hundred with a <laughs> discount. Like, yeah. I can see Microsoft needing to do that, especially with Halo now. For sure, um, for sure. But yeah, I think I think the the PS five will be. I think it's going to be the. Three ninety nine and then three forty nine for the discless. Okay, so you think there's going to be like a fifty dollar difference I, between the two? Yeah, because like I get that it might be a hundred dollars, but like that to me, that's just kicking the rest of the world in the balls. <laughs> like, oh, you live in a third world country where PlayStation is really popular. Well, fuck you. You gotta buy a You <laughs> have to buy a hundred dollar more expensive version yeah. of it. I don't. Yeah, I think there will be that fifty dollars of like. Hey, cool. Here's a now maybe the disc the discless drive one is only available in like Japan, Europe, and America. Maybe that's how they get around with it. Like that it's not be. even an option in third world countries. Right, or right. Developing world, I should say. Then they don't have to worry about like that messaging system getting Yeah, Because I think a hundred dollars, that's just too steep. Cause like I and I'm very <laughs> much in the camp of I think it's gonna be a hundred dollar difference. <clears throat> I, I hope I, not. I think it. I, the only my reasoning is that I think they want you to shop on the PlayStation Store and buy it direct from them, and I think that they're willing to lose a couple, uh, another fifty bucks on that to get you to do that for like the whole console cycle. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I like I because like it. I mean, a fucking disc drive is what like thirty bucks. So like manufacturing wise, it's, that. it's like twelve fifty <laughs> is oh. the cost to make for, it, oh, dude. And like, I can't imagine that they like, I, I, but I don't know. Like I can see, I can see both ways. Like 50 bucks makes sense to me because like that's reasonably what it would cost, you know, market retail, uh, third party, like all that stuff. Like my uh, thinking is $50 Sony's not losing money, but they're gaining money. Yeah. A hundred bucks. You're gaining money and gaining money, I guess. But like, you're also really, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see what the, the prices come out to be. Cause I, I feel like Xbox has to just wait for PlayStation and then they just have to hit whatever PlayStation's hitting. Yeah. Like Xbox is not controlling the, the narrative at this point. Well, maybe that's why we get the series S maybe as X yeah. will be $500. And then they go, you know, for our value customers, here's this piece of shit for three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> here's this piece of shit because that's the one that was rumored to be like even less powerful than like a one X, right? Yeah, like they yeah. they sit there and say that it's good, and then it's like <laughs> the Xbox One X was better than this POS. So <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> it's all going to be very interesting. 
And if if Xbox does come out with like in the Series S and try to push it for Mar- like November, they're gonna have three consoles on the market. It's gonna be crazy, dude. They'll have the Series <laughs> X, the Series yeah. S, and the Xbox One. Oh my god, that's just too confusing. That's a lot. That's where a lot, you go lot. to a store and you get the PS Five. I still, I'm just still not a fan of the series naming either. Uh, like I think I, it's dumb. Yeah, I, I think we should have just like scrapped everything and gone for like, I don't know, like fucking I, I got nothing but like the new Xbox and then just going from there or something because yep. like we went off the rails with 360 and it's only gone downhill since then. It's shocker. I think the better plan was to not support Xbox one and just <laughs> call it Xbox. Yeah, 100 percent. I feel like this this time around, they should have gone with that, too, because I feel like they wanted to. In the like, I, I think Phil Spencer talked about it or something, how the one naming was like real bad. Yeah. And I feel like this was their chance. And then well, Kyle was bringing up with like Aaron Greenberg talking about like Xbox is Xbox. Like this is the Xbox. And I feel yeah. like you should have changed it if you are feeling that way, truly to. OK, well, this is Xbox. This is the Xbox to purchase. There's no other naming convention because no one's going to go to a store and say, I want Xbox. And then the employees like, oh, well, we don't have a 2004 console in here. So like, right, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. So like, you know, the naming conventions wouldn't have gotten too lost, but I don't know. I agree. So I, interesting. I, I just, I, uh, I think it's dumb. <laughs> I, there's a lot of strategy from Microsoft. That's really weird to me, but so like, I, I actually know. I wanted to throw in on a a random topic. I was going to get spicy last week with it, but I oh. went to something different. I had a whole thing with Xbox, so I wanted to say that I really like what Xbox is doing. <laughs> I was waiting for more uh, emotion than that. Um, yeah, no, I, I I like it just because like I feel like I can support all th- like I since Xbox is no longer like a console, they are like a Game Pass service. I like Game Pass. I, I don't like the quality of games that their AAA titles seem to be coming out with. But I, yeah, this is what I wrote for the random topic. Um, so I went, I really like what Xbox is doing. They're diverging their interests and expanding their reach with the video games that they're putting out. I get to support them and their creators while maining another console. And even though I'm not, even though I'm not, since I'm on PC, uh, they're redesigning their storefront, working on the UI, and seem to be working on improving the user experience around everything else. They obviously lack in the first-party department, but man, they're killing everything else. I would genuinely main their console to go into the next-gen if Sony didn't have such high-fucking-quality content for first-party, single-player, narrative-driven games. Sony's hardware and UI, storefront, and cloud integration are just not as good, in my opinion, to Xbox. The only reason I would at this point main Sony is because of their first-party, which in itself speaks to the quality games they're putting out. They able to win me over with their hardware and software being something I enjoy less. And that was my random topic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, good that you feel that way. <laughs> Nick's like, I agree. I disagree with every fiber of my being, but yeah, well, I'm I mean, glad you uh, have different strokes for different blokes. Right. <laughs> I mean, competition's healthy. I like my thing is, is like, I don't look at it from their business. I look at it from Nick. And sure. I could literally give a fuck less about Xbox. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, you're also not a Game Pass like uh, person either. Well, right, and I even have it. And I don't. Even, well, right. I mean, I wouldn't say that because I play Grounded and I played. Uh, what true. else did we play? Sea of Thieves. Uh, sea of so. Thieves. Like I use Game Pass. I like it, and I like Game Pass. I. The thing is, is I don't like 
So I like Game Pass strategy. I love Game Pass. That's cool. Sure. Microsoft is good for doing that. I don't like the the effect that Game Pass has on their first party. Like I, making I, like the less quality titles yeah, and the, stuff. The yeah. like mediocre shit. Yeah. So it's like my thinking, I guess I should put it this way. Why doesn't fucking Microsoft just sell off their studios and just let those developers actually do good games and just become a service? Just just stop Xbox. That's my thing. Is you're not Microsoft is doing nothing to sell the Xbox at this point. So why even make the damn thing? <laughs> just make yeah. a little streamer box and to put xCloud on see and I thought for sure like a series S was going to be that I thought for sure they were going to be like hey this is our streaming box this is our Xbox branded box but it's really just to play game pass yeah because I don't know like that's Nintendo does exclusives really well like Sony does exclusives really well my thing is is like if, if this is what you want to do, Microsoft, that's fine. Just become a service, though. Like, yeah. let's just scrap Xbox and let Halo people go do Halo. Like it is it is interesting because, like, I I support Microsoft with like Game Pass and their PC move and everything, because obviously it's working financially for them. Right. Um, but I, I do I do wonder who truly the X the Series X is for, like if that's marketed more towards like kids Cause like, I mean, it'd be pretty easy to get mom and dad to buy an Xbox Series X and be like, "Hey, yeah. I don't have to ever buy a game. I can just get Game Pass." I don't even think it's like, that. I think we, I think we overthink it. I think it's for the fucking Americans that don't like, th- like that the non-gamer gamers. Yeah, that go Xbox is American. I'm gonna play FIFA on it, mm. and then they like they buy that. And then they play Call of Duty every year. That's all they use it for. <laughs> sure, sure. I think that's what the Series X is for. It's for and the but, people that are super hyped about it, even though there's like no games for it. Like, I just wonder because, like, for me, if you were if you were that person, I feel like a PlayStation would be the route to go. You would think. Then you've heard, you've heard so much about the exclusives, and then it's also if it does end up being like cheaper than the Series X. So my buddy wants a Series X. Yeah, and I've talked to him. This is the guy that bought my old PC. Okay. He still plays his Xbox over his PC. He has an OG Hmm. Xbox One. And he still plays that over the PC? He had a fucking 720p TV until... Oh, this guy. Six months ago. (laughs) Yeah. Using composite cables. Oh, damn. That's hardcore. He says that he's too lazy to switch to PlayStation. Huh. That's his literal reason. He hears me talk about PlayStation exclusives all the time care. And he literally goes, it doesn't interest me enough to switch. Huh? Because he plays Assassin's Creed, Ark, um, Watchdogs, Outer Worlds. And those are his four games and grounded (laughs) now, right now. But he just, he literally does not give a fuck about PlayStation exclusives. He literally could care less. Huh? And he, it's not like he hasn't experienced them. He had a PS2. That was his main console when he was a kid. I just feel like, yeah, that, cause that <laughs> one's like, that one's super confusing. Cause like, if he plays 30 party titles, he can play that on like whatever that, like in my head, it would just be whatever console's cheaper would be the one he goes to. Yep. Of just like, hey, you know, this, this one's $300 or $400 and the other's five. So I'm going to go. He didn't even choose an one. Xbox 360. It's what his parents got him for his like 16th birthday. And he's just 
Huh. He literally says, I, I could care less about that. It's not a big enough factor for me to switch consoles. Huh. Which makes no sense to me because you have yeah. to go out and buy the <laughs> yeah. new Xbox. I was going to say you're going to have to switch anyway, but huh. That is interesting. And he that would rather put the $500 into a Series X than get upgrade his computer. So it's also like I, telling. Like he he just he just doesn't care. He just and I think that's where a lot of Xbox users are is they just don't care. Like it's what hmm. they're used to. They're used to their sign in on their Xbox profile. They're used to their achievements and their friends list. And they just want to stay there and not worry I, about I, it. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, that's very that's very confusing because especially going into another gen, like you're gonna have to swap and change shit up. So like, why not? Huh? I, it baffles me, and he's not yeah. the only one. There's multiple people that I know that are like that. Like that's my one buddy, he's like, eh. <laughs> like, this is it. When the Halo thing got announced Halo. that it was delayed, <laughs> eh. Like I'll, huh. I'll, you know, I'll get it in a couple months. Then when Halo comes out, I was like, See, I've I seen. Just, it's been interesting for me because like I have a couple people that are Xbox fans and like in, in my my circle mm-hmm. um, and they like they were the reaction they had for Halo was like more of I'm really sad. This sucks. But like it's good that they're getting an extra year and stuff. And then <laughs> I, I've not heard what I expected was that everybody to be like, well, what the fuck should I buy an Xbox Series X for? Or like this is this fucking really blows like this is our one launch title that we're really getting on xbox yeah but nobody's brought that up nobody and i wonder if the marketing of like you don't have to buy a series x has has done well because like i think that i haven't heard a single person say anything about not buying a series X. i think that backs up my thought is that xbox gamers truly just don't give a fuck yeah they do not care about single player stuff they'll just play whatever comes out because my thing is, like, there's literally, from a gamer perspective, sure. yes, the store's not as good as on PlayStation. It still works. The online yeah. is not as good. It still works. Right. PlayStation Now is a thing. Like, you can stream your PlayStation games. It's not as good. But we also don't know what any of this will look like on the PS5. Because the rumors that are too. is the PS5 infrastructure is getting a complete redo on and honestly that is so I, i'm a weird person because i i really don't like the playstation like i think their ui is great i think they're like the way that they have everything organized is wonderful but the fact that it takes like a second to load into everything is really frustrating like when i go to my achievements and i have or my trophies and i have to wait for it to like sync with the stuff and like it just all it doesn't feel quick See, I'm the exact um, opposite. I think Xbox is a bunch of bullshit. Why do I have to <laughs> see 15 ads? Why do I have to click around? Why do I have to have all these fucking widgets? And why do they change it every two months? <laughs> fuck. Leave it alone. It doesn't I mean. Fuck. See, because I, I like the change. I like the fact that they're updating stuff because it's like they they've got rid of most of the ads. So there's like one ad now until in the bottom next corner. year when they decide to put yeah. the fucking ads back. <laughs> Um, and then like, I like that they, they made their game library stuff that you can all access from like the quick Xbox menu. And like, so I, I really like the UI on Xbox and I think it's like super quick and snappy. Um, they're... you're alone in that, man. I turn on my <laughs> fucking Xbox one. That motherfucker takes a minute and a half to load up. I feel like it's <laughs> laggy and janky as fuck where PlayStation, I literally turn that motherfucker on and 15 seconds. I'm on my menu because there's <laughs> nothing to load. Well, and, and I mean, that, and that's what I'm saying is like the UI wise, I think they did a great job with the PlayStation, like the organization and stuff, because uh, Xbox's widgets like it's not intuitive if you're a new time user to go down to the 
games library because it's like down in the left corner. And like, so if you've been on the console, obviously you're like, this is this is a good spot for it. But Xbox's right. UI has a lot left to be open for it. But I think they're like the quickness of the UI and then the ease of use and stuff is easier, in my opinion, than a PlayStation. Like, because I can see like my download speed and download time and stuff easier on my Xbox than I can my PlayStation. But with that being said, I am very excited to see what PlayStation 5 comes out with, because if they can nail like if they can make the UI a little speedier for me, and like just more intuitive, I guess I, I, I would be very into into that. So I, I'm I, I think the biggest thing I'm looking forward to next year with a PlayStation 5 is the UI. <laughs> <laughs> I love UI changes and I love uh, that stuff. So like, yeah, I'm very excited to see what they what they come up with. Like yeah. if there's a quick way for me to because like, like I take a fuck ton of screenshots and I. Uh, I was watching an Xbox podcast last night with the the new controller they were talking about. It has that share button down in the middle. And they were like, man, what I would love is like to click it to take a screenshot and click and hold to record for the last 30 seconds. Uh-huh. And I was like, I would love that on the PlayStation too. Like both consoles, because I love PlayStation's share button because you can click it and then hit triangle and you can take a screenshot or hit that and then square and you can take a video. But I don't want a menu to pop up. I want it to just be like, click the button and it does like a default. I'll see. We're too microing right now for me. Oh yeah. That's too much. You you can't be bothered to click a button. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying that like that's, I hope they implement that into the new controller. Yeah. I think these are, I I can't say I'm (laughs) excited about it. I just want everything to be the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I like change. I like, I like updates. I like things happening and like, cause it's always improvements and, uh, uh, yeah. See, I disagree. That's why I hate Xbox. Is half the time it's not improvements. It's Xbox to fucking say that they changed something. Like I, I remember, mean, it's usually an improvement. It's usually like a speedier, like snappy apper instead of a. Because uh, before, like Xbox used to be super slow, and now it's super fast. Well, right, but I'm saying like the overall patches. There's always like. Yes, 70% of it's good. But there are times where Xbox has changed the UI and everyone's been like, this is fucking stupid. Why did you change this? Like when they brought all the ads, like why? Why did you do this? Whereas I would argue that Sony just is like, okay, everybody likes this. So we're just, we're not going to change it in eight years because it (laughs) works. Where I would say that the reason Xbox has had so many changes is because it was fucking God awful for a long time. And it took six years for it to become usable. So, I mean, I think it took like a year to be usable, but that's in my opinion. Yeah, we're disagreeing on that then. <laughs> like it, it was pretty bad for a long time. Like I, like it's bad when your new Xbox, like one of the big uh, improvement points was that you have extra RAM to run the damn UI because it's so heavy. Because it's just <laughs> Windows 10. Sure. And I also don't understand why. Well, I guess I do understand because. You have to have Windows Universal Platform on both of them, but it's it's once again like what I'm saying is just get rid of the fucking Xbox. Just just make a stream box that plays your that does XCloud or runs the Windows version of games. I, I do like think a that... Steam box or whatever that yeah came out for a year. I guess that's continuing down my thought is I just don't understand what the base Xbox is for anymore. I yeah like. You could you could make a you could make a little PC and a thing at this point, and 
Well, who who knows? I mean, one year into Series X, maybe they'll change the UI to look just like Windows 10, and it will literally just be a little computer. <laughs> it unlocks the Xbox? Yeah, like... I. I I, I very much I, I know Phil Spencer has talked a bunch about like how they are they are just doing whatever the consumer wants and like if their people are like I want an Xbox and they build an Xbox <laughs> um, and I I very much think that like in two years if people are streaming X Cloud more than they're playing on their Xbox kind of thing I right. do think they're going to have a box like a Series S streaming box and yeah it'll be interesting to uh, to see what they end up doing with it because I agree like I don't I don't know. I don't know who the audience is for a Series X other than people that have played Xbox and just want to be on Xbox. Yeah. And that's the only reason. But like hardware wise and stuff or like software wise, I think that they have the better going into next gen, not knowing what the PlayStation UI and well, stuff is going to be like. They're a fucking company that's 12 times larger and is a cross software <laughs> company. Sure. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. my thing is like, I hate I hate to say that that's a con for PlayStation because Sony Sony's just not a they don't make software so for yeah. them to do it it's hard where Microsoft is like look we have ten thousand of fucking software people so I guess like I don't know I mean it's good that they're it's good that they're doing their own thing sure it's just Nick I, I could give a shit less about what they're doing because like yeah, it no, just doesn't. It doesn't. So I can sit here and say, yeah, I love Game Pass and I love their UI and stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, I don't I don't really give a shit about any of that. Yeah, because I, I, I genuinely I think if I think going in next gen, like it, it really speaks to the quality of PlayStation's exclusives for me, because I I mean, every exclusive for PlayStation at this point is like right up my alley. Like I am a sucker for story based, narratively driven games. And that's every every exclusive on PlayStation. Um, so yeah, I, I, it, it speaks to that. I, I like Xbox's stuff more and I'm still, I still, if I were a console gamer would, would main a PlayStation five going into next gen just because economically wise, financially wise, it would not make sense for me to buy both consoles. Cause I'd be playing my third party titles and like in my head, I'd be like, all right, so PlayStation's my, my exclusive machine. And then third party <laughs> machine is my Xbox machine. And like, but like, that doesn't make sense. You know, like I, I can play third party games just as easy on my PlayStation as I can my Xbox. So like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's really, really speaks to like PlayStation's quality exclusives. But I mean, um, I would argue that that's why PlayStation has beat Xbox every single generation is yeah. that for a majority of gamers that are going to spend money, I guess I should put that in asterisk. Yeah, that are going to buy launch titles at launch, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's it's why long time ago Microsoft stopped even saying how much they sold because PlayStation <laughs> Four is just absolutely murdering them. Yeah, like I, I think we're think at almost be... 120 million. The last time we got anything from Xbox was 40. I, I think it's going to be interesting watching this next gen too because I think that 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 metric is not going to be nearly as important as it is like this gen. Like how many consoles have you sold since Xbox is going Game Pass? Like I would argue it does because you you still have to sell those consoles to get Game Pass people. I mean, not necessarily though, because you can get it on PC and everything else. And then if you're playing on Xbox One, you can still have Game Pass there. Well, but Xbox One is only going to be supported for like two years. Sure. So that you're gonna have to get those that vast majority of people because, like, my thing is how many Game Pass people are on PC. 
I don't I, think I, I don't definitely don't think a majority. Yeah, I don't I don't even I would probably bet you that it's less than five million people. Yeah, because PC users are not using the Windows Store. People hate that shit. Right. A hundred percent. So I think it's a very small market. So in two years, you you have to get your 50 million people that are on Game Pass to buy a Series X's. Yeah. And I then, mean, I think I think it's still going to be an important metric, but I don't think it's going to be like the gen defining metric. Well, like it hasn't been gen. for six years for Microsoft. That's why they stopped saying how much they point. they sold because th- yeah. they are saying that that doesn't matter. That's a good point. My right. thing is, is like, I think that's PR bullshit. It does matter. <laughs> and it's Microsoft going, no, 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 we don't have to. We don't have to do this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, I'm sure that Phil's sweating like, fuck, we really need people to buy Series X. And I, I'm sure that he was not happy that Halo got delayed. Like Speaking of that, actually, he went on uh, a couple of different shows and talked about that. And from uh, so the, uh, Xbox or kind of funny has a new Xbox show. And they had Phil Spencer on to talk about it. And uh-huh. he it sounds like he was very upset, like just from talking <laughs> to him or like hearing his his uh, emotions is that he he understands he is supportive of the team, but he is very disappointed. Well, he sat for not six coming. months and went Halo yeah. Infinite will be a launch title. Yeah, we're, I, we're I, leading the <laughs> Xbox Series X with the f- best Halo you've ever seen. I genuinely think that if Phil Spencer could have changed, like seen this now and had 2020 vision, like I think for sure he would have gone back and been like, <laughs> let's change up the marketing. Let's not rely on Halo Infinite as like our fucking piggyback, you yep. know, like, oh, yeah, I, I think he's real pissed. I, I honestly think that it was I, I literally think it was the backlash of their E3 thing of where people That's- saw Halo that they went, uh oh. We, we got and, a and that's, that's the question I wanted to ask is like, what do you think? What do you think was the reason? Do you think it was the the reaction or do you think it's genuinely the team thinking they need more time to like? I think stuff it's the out? reaction. A hundred percent. Like the, the, the fact that they had to what Kyle was saying, they had to sit mm-hmm. there and defend of or you were saying, actually, it, it's a couple weeks old build. Yeah. And um, it's it's just like, guys, you worked on this for six years and this is what you put fucking out like it's. Yeah. And that's a great thing to point out is like what we were talking about last week, where this is a couple week old build. Like if it is a couple week old build, it's still not great. Like that means no. that you're, it should be way more polished because a couple weeks ain't going to change that much. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think it's a hundred percent the reaction. I think it was a number of different things. I, I don't know. To me, it does not look good going into the next gen for Xbox yeah. at all. I like I said with on a text, I would not be surprised if PS Five outsells Xbox ten to one. I and, just and the problem I, I is, is when you start doing that, how many how many developers are going to put their shit on Game Pass if you only have you know a small amount of people in two years that play on Xbox? Well, and there there was an article that talked about how like game developers like what happens like so control was rumored to be on, or I think Phil Spencer actually misspoke and said that it was going to be on game pass. And so Xbox's base, like user base uh-huh. didn't buy the game because they expected it to be on game pass. soon. <laughs> so they like, I'm just not, not going to buy it. So then remedy had to fight against that marketing of like, Hey, we're not coming to game pass. Please buy our fucking game. And so I wonder, I do wonder how much like developers and stuff are like, Okay, Game Pass fucking sucks because like everybody's just not buying our game, expecting and waiting for it to come to Game Pass. I think I was reading that too. That um, that real 
subconscious thing of I'm not yeah. going to buy this game because it will come to I Game Pass. Every now, like especially if it's a game I'm not like fuck like Last of Us or, or Ghost of Tsushima. Like yeah. obviously those are PlayStation exclusives, but like those day one must purchases. Like I I kind of wait. Like <laughs> a lot of times I'm like yeah, I mean like this is a this would have been a GameFly game for me back in the day. So yeah. like. I'll just wait for it to come to Game Pass. And then a year later, it comes to Game Pass. And I'm like, hmm, there we go. Yep. I, I think it's it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. I, now, I will say, as much as I poo on Xbox, like I've always said, competition's good. I hope the Xbox is around in 12 years. Yeah. I, I think It'd be sad too, if they're not. I think, too, that a lot of people give them more credit than do, though. And that I think the only reason Game Pass exists and PC Game Pass is because Microsoft was hemorrhaging fucking money and needed oh, to do it. It's not yeah. a consumer thing. It's no. not a like I hate how they get the rap of being like the pro consumer. And it's they, like they do get that, yeah. It's like I don't understand. I, <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> why that's a thing. They're making fucking like what did we do? The math like. 500 million dollars a month (laughs) like they're not doing that because they're pro consumer like right and me and my buddy actually talked about this i love how gamers have really really latched on to your your pro consumer or anti-consumer or i was like i don't understand why this is a bug word because like pro consumer what the fuck do you mean pro consumer (laughs) like because they put out a game that you enjoyed now they're pro consumer it's like no they put out the game to make money well, and that's like, the thing is like, like, because it's all how you spin it. And like every business is out to make money. That's the number one objective. Yeah. And like Epic doing their whole thing against Apple, like they're they're out there to make more money. The extra PR that they're getting to help small time developers is great. Yeah. But all that's doing is painting Epic in a better light for you to support them more. Because when you see yeah. that, you're like, you're more likely to buy a game on Epic to yeah. support that person. Like, it's just all to make money. It, and it's just how you spin it. And it, it's very much the same with Xbox. And that's why my thing is always from the business side of stuff of like, oh, that's a great business decision because now you're getting that extra rep and yeah. you're getting the money. Um, but no, I definitely like I think I think Xbox appointed Phil Spencer because he had the idea of Game Pass. And I think it was literally them going, holy fuck, we don't have to worry about exclusives anymore. We can just fucking make a shit ton of money on this Netflix style subscription service. This is our niche. Well, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember, but like four or five years ago, I was talking to you, I think it was when we went to the 101 Beer Kitchen, but there there was a meeting, and I probably couldn't find it now, but it was when Phil Spencer got first appointed, and he got invited because the head of Xbox never got invited to the the inner council meeting of Microsoft. Yeah, I think I remember us talking about this. They, he sat him down, and it was... It, it wasn't even talking about Game Pass. It was um, the Avatar stuff. Okay. And he's like, I don't think you guys understand that if we get a player to make an Avatar for free, that that's nothing. But when we get that person to buy a $5 shirt for that Avatar, that's where our money comes from. So I 100% agree. Yeah. I think that Phil was brought in to monetize everything. And yeah. I... Well, because I mean, he also he his public persona is very much this like approachable, loving, fun, caring gamer. Yeah. And I people can relate to that because that's why I like Phil, because he's very much like, oh, this is this is an executive that actually plays video games. And oh, I, yeah, it's the same thing for uh, Yoshida. Exactly. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, like I follow his Twitter because it's 
it's adorable. Like all he does is platinum trophy hunt and <laughs> fucking like he loves the Fall Guys people and like indies yeah. and stuff and like it will be interesting because in twenty years I don't think there's going to be an executive alive that doesn't play video games. Uh, yeah. So this well, like Phil like, and going to be so so uh, universal. Yeah. And I, I think that it'll be interesting to look back and like, remember Phil? He was a cool guy. Because <laughs> that will just be standard. Yeah. You'll be like, yeah. oh, this guy grew up playing. And it's kind of even <laughs> happened at Blizzard. Like yeah. the Theo, uh, the Cosinitis guy, the, the whoever yeah. the lead is of um, World of Warcraft. I butchered his name, so now I feel bad that I. <laughs> uh, Google! Right, lead developer. Ian has has a Costas. Okay. He started off playing World of Warcraft like as a kid. <laughs> he played like Burning Crusade and Vanilla and then came on board to Blizzard as a tester. And then now he's the lead of World of Warcraft. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, see that happen yeah. as more and more kids become executives and stuff. Well, and you, you see it a ton in like movies and stuff. Cause I can't, uh, how many fucking like developers or producers or whatever that are like, Oh man, star Wars influenced my life so much. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, and we're, yeah, we're getting the exact same thing happening in video games. Yep. I do. I, yeah. So yeah, from a business side, I do see like, I, I very much respect Microsoft for doing their game pass. Cause that's the only way they could survive. Yep. Like, you, you can't compete against PlayStation's exclusives at this point, and it's going to take so much time for like Xbox's exclusives, even if they're AAA stuff, to come out and prove themselves as a title that is worth your money. Yeah. Because now they're also going to be fighting all of the PlayStation users. are like If they do start coming out with quality content for the Xbox, it's going to be a while until anybody buys an Xbox to play those, because like that's another 500 bucks to buy the console and the game on top of it. And uh, yep. like I remember on 360 generation when Uncharted was coming out and then Last of Us came out and I was like, man, I really want to play those games, but I just can't justify that $400, $300 purchase to go buy, to go play two games. Yeah. And then going into PlayStation 4, it was like, well, now there's a lot more and it, <laughs> I can get it secondhand. Well, and, and you, were, you lost all the Xbox stuff that was keeping you there. Right. Because like back then, yeah, that like PlayStation had really good exclusives, but I was playing Mass Effect 1 and 2 on Xbox. I was playing, yeah. you know, like Titanfall when it first came out, or I was playing Sunset Overdrive, or I was playing um, Dead Rising Four. Like there were there were good stuff that was like okay, they don't have as many, but my but uh, Mass Effect One and Two is worth it to me to be on Xbox. So well, and PlayStation Three had that weird development thing for their their chipset. Yeah, because there was like all processor. Yeah, like Skyrim came out and was like broken ass oh, game and stuff. Yeah, and so as a 360 user, I was like, well, that's just more evidence as to why I'm staying on Xbox. Yep. Like, I don't want to fuck with that. Like, I'll just chill on here and play my third party titles here. Yeah, and it wasn't like I mean, it took me what two years to buy an Xbox One because I was still playing 360. So like, yeah, yeah, I was a slow adopter, and I think it's going to be even more so this gen. Like if we're if we're five years into the Series X and they finally have like some good exclusives, I still think it's going to be a hard sell to get anybody to buy it just to be like, hey, you want to come play our triple uh, exclusives that are brand new that were not really tested or proven <laughs> or that like, you know, like it, there's just so much more to it than just, yeah, you need good triple A shit or good exclusive shit. Yep. And like, I, I think that you hit on a good point and that I do like I think the console wars are kind of stupid. Sure. I get that. But you're also, 
I also don't understand why it's stupid in another sense, because as humans, like let's say uh, baseball, you're not sitting around hoping that all the other teams, you know, do well. No, you pick your team and you root for them. Right. And I think I mean, that's like basic nature. Yeah. Thing. Like, you know, you're, that's why you have favorite color. Like what's your favorite color? Oh, orange. I think it looks way cooler on a car than black, you know? And yeah. people are like, oh, no, fucking orange is dumb on a car. <laughs> it's it's basic human instinct. Sure. And I think a lot of times, a lot of people forget. It really bugs me when people on forums get on and they're like, console, console wars are for people who just are poor. And it's like, <laughs> so what you're saying is that you, someone that's like 15 years old, like the reason that they're an or Xbox or a PlayStation fanboy or yeah, or college or even adults. Yeah. Like if you have kids, you know, your gaming budget might be low. Yeah. So you're, 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 you're de- demean, demeaning. Yeah. Demeaning. Yeah. You're demeaning them by saying that because they only have the $500, like a lot, I would say probably 80% of gamers can only ever buy one console in a generation. Right. Or they just don't, even if they could afford it, I feel like a lot of people don't want to. Yeah. Like, and I think that's why switch has sold so well, because a right. lot of people are like, look, I'm bored in quarantine. I, I, I don't care. And Nintendo switch is what? 200 bucks for the light. I think so. Yeah. So people, people just want to play. So the thing is, is you're telling those people to not be happy about the product that they bought and, now, I also I want to point out here before listener listens to this and gets all crazy. I do think that like brutalizing the competition is not great. Like yeah. you're you bought an Xbox, you're a fucking retard. <laughs> you know, right. yeah. like yeah. that's not Nobody OK. That. Yeah. But at the same time, like to have brand enthusiasm is not a bad thing either. I think for me, it's it's definitely I support brand enthusiasm and I definitely I definitely understand console wars because like if you if you do only have enough money to buy a PlayStation, you want to be uh, not like galvanized, but like you want you want extra affirmation that you made the correct purchase with the money that you had. Um, So, like, I understand it from like from a mental, emotional state. Like I 100 percent get that. I think like too, like when I buy a PS5, I know that Sony doesn't care. But I want right. them to know that the reason I'm buying a PS5 is because I appreciate that they still make single player content that has no microtransactions. Like well, you're voting with your wallet. Yeah. I mean you're you're putting your money where you want it. Yep. So I think it's you're, I just I just wanted to point that out real quick yeah. that I really, really hate it when people are like pe- console wars are for plebs. <laughs> I just buy all of them. And it's like, well, not all of us have $2,000 to buy a fucking PC switch, exactly, Xbox yeah. and a PlayStation, let alone you buy all those. And it's where I was for a long time. I tried to have all of them, but like, then I never played them. Cause I don't have the time. I don't <laughs> right, have yeah. the money to keep up with exclusives on all of them. Yeah. Shout out to game pass that that's the only reason I can keep up with the new stuff. Like I wanted to bought grounded. I wanted right. to bought sea of thieves. I probably wouldn't have bought the new Halo until it was way discounted. Right. So thankfully I can do that. But like you're asking someone like you said, like maybe in college studying, you know, that they're unjustified and, you know, banging the drum for Sony. Yeah. And it's like, well, not everyone is super affluent 
and, and have the money to just throw around. Yeah, it could get four consoles. Like I do. My favorite memes are always the ones where they're like, uh, they're like when PC players come in and yell about their 144 frames and 144 hertz and on their two thousand dollar machine while I'm playing on my four hundred dollar Xbox. Yeah, and I always love those because I'm like, yeah, that's true, that's true. Like, yeah, yep. No, no PC is the better place to play, but you do got to spend a fuck ton of money. Yeah. So like, yeah, <laughs> PC like PC literally is capitalism versus communism. Yeah, hundred percent. PC players can spend whatever they want, pay to play or pay to win. Whereas yeah. Xbox, you're you're communist in that you all get the same console. Yeah, you're all on the same field, and you're all on the same field. But yeah, PC <laughs> users like, well, if I want to push through, what was that one that Kyle was talking about? That like three hundred and twenty hertz. Oh, the laptop one. Yeah, I was like, what the yeah. f- who's that for? I have a $500 graphics card and I can barely hit 144 on 2k. <laughs> like, yeah, goodness, no, it's crap. crazy. It's crazy, dude. But you know, there are that, that very, very little yeah. segment of PC gamers that are like, well, look at my two NVIDIA Titans yeah. <laughs> that I spent fucking $5,000 on stringing together these 2080 TIs. <laughs> right. And I, I think that's why PC gaming in my mind is like the the video game, like the heart, like PC gaming is video game meet tech enthusiast. Like that is who PC gaming's for, because yeah. if you're not if you're not into tech, if you just buy a PC off the shelf, you're not getting the same feeling of like building a PC and you're not going to build a PC unless you're into tech. And like, you're not going to fuck with this stuff unless you're into fucking with it. You know, I think. Yeah. And I think too, a little caveat, I think, is that a lot of people are are scared of PC gaming for some reason. For sure. Yeah. I mean, because like we we have conversations all the time of like his game crashing or his updates not going through or something. And uh, this is why consoles are made, you know? Yeah. I mean, he also should probably contact support. (laughs) <laughs> Kyle if you're listening to this Kyle contact, contact support I don't think your game should crash that much because like I built my PC and I've had grounded crash once yeah I, I went through a lot of bullshit but it was all my fault so well and it I <laughs> I, I hooked my $2,000 PC up to a fucking $5 Walmart grounded strip and thought that would be fine Ugh. little did I know you couldn't I... even be bothered to get the $12 Belkin no that's the thing is I bought, I think I bought like a $5 two for one grounded strip. Mm. And like, I got two strips, Nick, two of them for $5. Mm. So that means I realistically had a $2 50 strip. Oh my God. <laughs> my PC. I, was about to say, I think mine's like uh, $19.99. It's a Belkin. Yeah. At least you got something though. You know, like, yeah, that's rough. The fucking the, I have a mega ass protector <laughs> <fair laughs> now, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, and the problem too, is like, I've never had an issue until it had the now, like yeah. of all times, like, but we lose power so often here. Like we've lost power four times here. Like, I don't know what that's it is weird. with this place, but yeah. Hmm. And it's not even just us. Like it's the, the whole grid. Cause I'll yeah. text Kyle and he, cause he lives pretty close and he's like, yeah, no, we lost power too. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is up with this place? Um, but yeah, so that's all I had for the week. Do you have anything else you wanted to add before we yeah, sign Yeah, the off? Troy, good for creative assembly. They had 7.5 yeah, yeah. million people in 24 hours claim the free game. Um, that's so shout out to Epic Games or whoever is in charge of that because I got one of my favorite franchises <laughs> absolutely free on launch. That's pretty freaking dope. 
I mean, that is really dope. That's like Game Pass on steroids. I was thinking it. it's very interesting. Like, remember when we were kids and like Total War was like something only I played and mm-hmm. like Hearts of Iron was something only I played. Yeah. And like even like Civ was kind of this like kind of bigger game. But like a lot of people were like, eh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird now that 7.5 million people on launch got a Total War game and that yeah, Hearts of You're Iron 4 is like. 180,000 people a month play that game now. <laughs> and like Paradox is becoming this huge company. And like, it's definitely interesting. And it's, it's cool it's to gotta see. Be, yeah. I was gonna say, it's gotta be cool for you, especially. Cause I feel like you, at least I would have felt so like alone, I guess like that, not actually alone, but like, Oh man, I'm like the only gamer in the world that fucking cares about this. <laughs> yeah. I hope that they, I'm supporting them. And now to find like a community of people that are like just as into it as you are. Like that's gotta be cool. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, yeah. So yeah, good for creative assembly. It didn't review the best, but oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's also a saga game, which is their side total wars. So it's oh. a smaller game and scope. Okay. And so like this one, it is kind of cool. Cause it's the first historical game. So it's Troy. Okay. Like the Trojan war. But it's also got like the the generals are like heroes and stuff. So like okay. Achilles will fight one on one with, you know, Paris or Hector of Troy. But you also have the like the it, it's called the reality behind the myth. So like later in the game, if you have enough reputation with Zeus or something, you can get the Cyclops. Ah, but it's, it's literally a giant dude with a Cyclops mask on. Oh, like a shit. With like a minotaur or with like a minotaur head that he um skull that he has on his head That's or awful. the harpies are a really good unit of slingers from an island and their their unit name is the harpies so it's like a a real version of the yeah mythic. yep That's cool that's really cool that's so pretty cool and like that's one thing I wish like Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey both had like the mythical stuff, but it was just like legit just gods and myths. And yeah, stuff. I wish it was more grounded, but, you know, yeah, I think we're getting really off that on the yeah. <laughs> It's going real. Yeah, deep into they the got like stuff. fucking boss net bosses now that yeah. <laughs> shoot fucking lightning and can teleport. And... It's the same thing with like Tomb Raider. Like there's always like that mythical aspect and like it's cool, but I, I just I always wanted more like oh this is like a scooby-doo this is actually who's behind the mask kind of thing like yeah like uncharted but, i thought did a really good job of that through yeah. the games although well, it, it is uncharted weird in the first one, one. yeah yeah With it's actually zombies, zombies. <laughs> and you're like whoa, whoa whoa what yeah but even that is kind of hinted that it's not zombies but there's like they have like a, some disease yeah like a plague yeah. type thing and i like to imagine that's where uh neil Druckmann came up with last of us Probably. They were doing that and we're like, hey, actually, isn't there like a cordyceps virus that we get? <laughs> There's a they, there was actually a Easter egg in Uncharted 3 of Last of Us like two years before it got announced. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. On the news. Had the newspaper. Yeah. In the, yep, in the yep. bar fight at the beginning with. Um, I do. Oh, well, I never saw name? it, but I remember that article. Who was the who was the bigger guy? The Irish guy that. Helps you in that game. Cutter cutter i ah, fuck dude i forget i need to go back and play those yeah games. cutter he uh when you're fighting in the thing with him pretending or whatever <laughs> and yeah there's like a 
new virus in South America, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I think I, I legit need to go back and play Uncharted. Heather loves watching me play those and Dude, I, do could, it, I could do for another cinematic adventure. Oh, so Especially good Four. I still remember the whole, I think it's the first part you get a gun when you're playing in the prison as a, uh, the brother and like you oh, start yeah. shooting and I just be, remember being like, holy fuck, the gun, the gunplay is uh, incredible in this game. I think my favorite of the Uncharted having played them all like six times. <laughs> uh, I, I think three is my favorite. I think I, I got to go four, but just because I, I don't think I was as in to one, two and three. Like, cause I, I didn't get them on like launch and stuff. Yeah. I think but like, well, when you replay them, you have to let me know if it's changed. Yeah. Cause I, I really say, like three. Cause it was, is that the one with the boat or is that two? Uh, like the cruise ship that like goes over and three. like floods at three, the three had I the cruise ship. Uh, three had the fucking, um, the plane exploding in midair and you that get three? flung out. Okay. Yeah. You had the him roaming through the desert. Um, that was a great three game. We had the um, like, I really liked the story because Elena had left and yeah. like he wants to propose to her and stuff. And like, dude, I, I still remember watching you and Channingway play that. Like, that was so cool. Yeah, I drove all the way to Springfield to get it launched. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because we had our two TVs set up downstairs yep. and I would always just watch you play. And then that was oh. it was such a good like cinematic game. It was especially good. for like a viewer, like just watching it. I think that's when I started really wavering off Xbox. Yeah, because I was like, man, this is really good. And then, like we've said when, before, the PS4 generation has really molded. Well, and I think that's why Series X is going to struggle so hard is like. It took, I mean, not that it took that entire time for people to like figure that out, but like for me, like it took me a while to be like, okay, this is why I should play their exclusives. Like, yeah, it took until Charted 3 for me to be like, fuck, I really need to play these. Yep. And like it had stacked up enough. And Xbox has so much ground to cover that I feel like this generation is going to be their PS3 generation of like, oh, that's a cool exclusive. And then, oh, that's a cool one too. And then by Xbox Series X2, we'll be like, finally, like, oh, okay, I guess there's enough exclusives now for me to have a reason to buy it, right. but I, it'll be interesting to see if they do a good job with it. Yeah, it will be. It'll be. If we make uh, it, the yeah. <laughs> fucking world war between Apple and Epic might end uh, us all. And wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. Not COVID, they got us. <laughs> the Apple activated all their chips in their phones and all right. the iOS users are now dead. Right. Google is second to do it. Uh, so with that, what have we been up to this week? And we changed it for the viewer from what have we been playing to what have we been up to since uh, we're all in quarantine and not all playing games all the time. I finished Umbrella Academy 2. That was, oh, that I was did most too. of the week was finishing that. I did too. After your recommendation last week, I picked up oh, season good. two. And finished. Yeah, it's like I said, it starts way quicker. Dude, it is. It is. It is the like you were saying, the last two episodes of season one, I feel like was dope as shit. Yeah. And like and they just ran with that in season two. Yeah. And like. All of season two was great. Although I still don't like Vanya, but that's just mine. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of redundancies in this season. Like, yeah. Like when the handler brings all the soldiers. Yeah. And I was like, why did you waste all this time and resources <laughs> when you had the girl that could just do it? So, yeah, exactly. Or and like when like, Allison's fighting her. Yeah. And it's like, are you going to rumor? We're a minute into this con- this fight and you, you're not just going to rumor <laughs> or you know there's there's just a lot of parts yeah. in season two where i was like what the fuck what 
And I was going to well, be so pissed when all when Vanya asked the family for help, and yeah. they were all like, "No, nah, we got more important things to do." <laughs> and then I was like, "God damn it! Why are we retreading this?" Right. Yeah. Also, yeah, and, I have no idea where season three is going to go, dude. Right? Like, are, what are they? They're obviously in a different timeline. Fucking. Well, so that does follow the. Like... It does follow the comics. Okay. And the comic title, because I don't want to read it, but the. The comic title of Umbrella Academy, also weird. So Umbrella Academy came out in like 2008. Okay. And then series two came out. And then it was 10 years until Academy uh, Umbrella Academy three came out. It just Jesus. came out in 2019. That's insane. It's called Umbrella Academy three Hotel Oblivion. Hotel Oblivion. And I will say that the, the first two were actually named of what took place. So the second one was Dallas. Okay. And then volume one was the Apocalypse Suite. Okay. So yeah, Hotel Oblivion. I was like, that, no that tells me nothing. I was going to say, what, what does that entail? Yeah. Fucking horror hotel? Horror mansion? Well, what's his name's an alien, so... It's going to be crazy, dude. God knows what's going to happen there. <laughs> I felt bad that the one uh, a Hitman guy died really quick in season two. Uh, the oh, dude that ate all the donuts the first season. Hazel. Hazel, yeah, yeah. I like Hazel. Although, I didn't really feel bad because like, he was supposed to be dead in season one. That's true. Like, and, we and, he, died, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he went out like trying to save the world and shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, he's back alive. Oh, he's dead. I will say I loved the little uh, agency or commission guy. Herb? Uh, that ended up taking over the commission. Yeah, Herb's like, a oh, fucking badass. Dude, I loved Herb. He was my favorite. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he <laughs> was. a short little dude. Yeah, with like uh, no neck. And then him and Diego became like the best of buds and we're like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I loved it. Yeah. No, good season. Yeah, good. it's been real good. That, that, that was kind of what I did. I watched season two of Umbrella Academy. Uh, I finished out my battle pass on Apex. Got like fucking like 30 something wins this season nice like 500 kills with just one character straight murdered this season is all i'm saying uh Ready and then we started watching dairy girls is the one we picked up dairy girls it's like it's uh it's a show that follows three kids set in like the time of like the irish revolution uh and it's so like hilarious 1920s i don't know when it is to be honest it's the, modern. Yeah, because there's like 1920. That's when the. Uh, oh, no. So you're talking about the Northern Ireland. Yeah, whatever the okay. latest. Like I think you were talking about because the Irish Revolution, the actual Irish Revolution happened in 1920s, like okay. where Ireland became independent. Yeah. Okay. Well, well there's, was there like a war or something that happened? So what you're like, watching what we- right now is. So when Ireland became independent. Uh-huh. When they won that revolu- when they won their revolution or their rebellion or whatever, they there's a part of Ireland at the very top that's called Northern Ireland. It's around a okay. town called Belfast. Okay, and that sounds familiar. It has a lot of industry and a lot of English live there. Okay, and it's where a lot of powerful people that ruled Ireland lived. Well, Ireland is like, well, that's ours, and England's like, no, no, you can't have it. So in the 90s, there was a terrorist organization called the IRA, the Irish Republican Army. And they called themselves that because they were former 
a lot of them were former military and they started a guerrilla war campaign against England and it lasted through the nineties. So there was, okay. there was snipers and car bombings and that's where Molotov cocktails come from. And, Hmm. um, so yeah, it was a, it was a period of very large unrest. Northern Ireland is still part of England. There's actually, I don't know if you remember me showing you, it might not have been you, but there was actually, there was a huge bombing, um, by the RRA that happened in London. And it was like, cause they started like car bombing London and stuff. And, okay. um, where is it's, it's definitely set during that time. Cause there's, there's a, a scene where there's like a bomb on a bridge mm-hmm. and the English are trying to like clear it out with a robot. And like everybody that comes in, cause they, these girls have like done something terrible or bad at school and they're caught in the principal's office. So all the parents are showing up to like meet with the principal uh-huh. and every single one of them are like fucking they're like, I told him I would just take my chances on the bridge. Like, fuck that bomb. And they're like, why do, why do the English bitches have to use robots? And like, they just shit on the English the entire time. Yeah, it's, it was a definitely a crazy time. I linked in Zencaster. It's called the Bishop gate bombing. Oh, ah, okay. And if you look at the picture, that's down, Jesus. down London. And it, $350 million in damage. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so they like took a dump truck full of fertilizer and blew it up. Jesus. But yeah, it was it was pretty crazy time. So huh. hopefully, yeah. I say all that to hopefully it enriches your experience of the... Like, no, it does. Now you know like, why I... those kids are saying that shit. Because <laughs> like a lot of kids during that time were... There's actually a really well-known poem. And it's really sad because the poem's like a kid, a, a kid sniper. Okay. And they, he's doing it and he shoots. Well, he, it's at the end of the poem. I think that he realizes that it's his brother. Oh, Jesus. Cause his brother is on the other side and they're like 12 years old. And it was just, yeah, it was a really very interesting time for, and the IRA, yeah. the IRA is gone, but they still do exist. So Dairy Girls, this is the description, uh, following Aaron and her friends as they grew up in a world of armed police and armored Land Rovers and British Army checkpoints in 90s in Northern Ireland and attempt to navigate the highs and lows of being teenagers. Yeah, it would be a shitty time to be a teenager in <laughs> it Northern is, Ireland. That would it is a hilarious show, uh, but they, they are very Irish and it's you <laughs> kind of have the subtitles on sometimes as like an American because like. It's pretty pretty hard to follow sometimes. Yeah, but it is. It is hilarious. Deep. It does. That's cool. And I knew, I like, yeah. I knew that there was like that. I thought it was more of like a revolution happening. So like, I I knew something was going on. I was like, I just don't know the the details and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's really cool. I mean, not cool that happened, but like, cool to know. <laughs> yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, hundred uh, percent. And then I'm trying to think what else. I've been playing. I haven't really done a lot of gaming this week, to be honest with you. Uh, I I played Apex. I oh, I started up Destiny Destiny Two last night. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, I did. Uh, I played a little bit of Ghost of Tsushima. I haven't really made any progress on anything really. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I played a little Hearts of Iron last couple days. I got a bunch of my hobby stuff. Nice. So I'll probably start painting this afternoon or tomorrow hell yeah um i've been kind of just waiting because i bought a bunch of new brushes and tools and 
stuff, but I've been waiting for that Warlord game shipment to come. But it's free shipping, but it's untrackable. And it's from the UK, so... That's never fun. It's been on its way for a while now. Because <laughs> I ordered it last Thursday. Okay. And I was like, okay, I probably won't. There's no way in hell I'll get it this weekend. But yeah. then I was like, there was a whole week now that I might get it. And it still didn't come. So this is weekend two of me waiting. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I think next time, the long story short, I next time I might pay the $35 for just, shipping. Because uh, <laughs> it seems to be worth it. Uh, yeah. But yeah. really, that's all. Yeah, Umbrella Academy took up a bunch of my time. We started um, the Man in the High Castle. Oh, nice! I yeah. I think I watched the first two seasons. I couldn't get into it. No, no. You watched I, the first I, two seasons and couldn't get into it. Yeah, well, because I was you were like, halfway through the one, show. <laughs> well, season one wasn't grabbing me, and I was like, all right, season two is like when it'll change, and I'll be into it. You know? Yeah. And I just it never ended up grabbing me, and I uh, I ended up dipping out. Huh. I really like it. I think it's cool. That's awesome. I've heard a lot of people love it. I just, yeah. I, I really want the boys to come out. I'm looking forward to that one. I've never seen it. I've heard good things, though. It's real good. It's very dark, gritty superhero stuff. But yeah, that's all I got. Uh, let's see. Housekeeping. So make sure to check out coupleofnerds.com. That's where all of our stuff's at. I don't have any new blog posts to promote or anything, but I do have a new YouTube video for y'all to check out. It's Heather and I playing Fall Guys Part 1, and it is hilarious. It's 12 minutes. I'm trying to get better at editing and making things shorter and not a, a full two-hour gameplay clip. So, um, yeah, it's my favorite video I've ever made. It's, uh, the high, it's the best editing I've ever done. I think I did a great job. So please check it out at the YouTube channel. Uh, you can find the YouTube channel in the description below, or if you're watching this on, on, on YouTube, it's that Couple of Nerds YouTube channel that you'll be seeing this at. Um, but with that, thank you all so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed. This was episode 31 of the Couple of Nerds podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, tell your friends about us if you enjoyed the show. Stay safe, and we'll catch you next time.